So is React and that whole style of UI framework, is that really functional programming? Hi, my name is Eric Normand, and these are my thoughts on functional programming. So a curious listener to the show asked me about Reframe. And Reframe is a closure script framework built on top of React where there is a global mutable database. And the various components that you write can access that database, the global database, and whenever, and they access it through subscriptions. And so whenever that subscription changes, that the, whenever the data that comes through that subscription changes, the component is re-rendered. And the question was, is that really functional programming? Isn't, shouldn't you use pure functions like take the whole database, render out the entire UI from that as a pure function? as opposed to whatever this reframe thing is doing, because it's, it's not just a pure function, it's got these subscriptions that are a new input besides the, besides the uh, arguments, and they have an output which is that they're rendering at, at basically random times. So is this really functional programming? And it's a, it's a good question. Um, so I'm going to say that the question is, is kind of, um, so, so to me, the, what this question indicates is that the person has not developed UIs before. Uh, UIs are notoriously stateful. So you have stuff like whether a drop down is open or, uh, the the state of like what like while you are typing, there's different values changing inside of the of the text box, right? And you could have each of those strings that are in there as like a new value and is constantly changing, right? And there's you know you press a button and it does something, and like then it's now like has a loading spinner after you press it. Like it's it's got a lot of state. So functional programming kind of has this big challenge of like, how do you deal with the state? Now, one approach is to just say, we're going to render the whole thing as a pure function. So we're going to get all the state. We're going to gather it all up. We're going to put it in one place. It's one big value. And we're going to pass it to one function. It's going to call other functions. It's going to take the pieces of data, pass it to the next thing, pass it to the next thing, until you get to the trees where like a lot of the HTML gets generated or the React DOM nodes, whatever you want to call it. And that gets generated, so you have to thread all the data that it needs through. And that's certainly possible. You could do that. The issue, the big issue with that just from a practical point of view, this is not from some kind of framework um, framework chauvinism or, or anything like that. Um, 
from a practical point of view, what happens is your UI it has very little to do with any kind of rational data model, any kind of rational semantic meaning model. So for instance, you could have a design, wherever it came from, maybe a designer drew it up, that has a left, like a big content pane on the left, and then a sidebar on the right. Okay, and so somewhere in your big function, you have to split, because there's a div on the left and there's a div on the right, and they have to split. Like, there's no way to have, like, half the top half and bottom half. No, it's left and right. Like, the, the contours of the HTML have to match the contours of the, of the functions. And so then you say, well, we're going to have, like, the username is going to be at the, somewhere in the right sidebar. Okay? So you need to thread the name of the user into the right sidebar, which will then put it in a label with their username inside of it. Right, so you got this data thread. You can imagine it's going through onto the right sidebar side. Somewhere deep inside that right sidebar, there's a div that has the name of the user. And then uh, there's a, a, a change. You know, they do some testing. And they're like, oh, the user can't find their name on the panel, uh, so we need to move it to the main content page and make it really big something like that and so now what you need to do is thread that username into the left side which is the content pane and so now you, you've just you, you, all that work of threading it through and saying oh pass the username in pass the username in pass the username in okay now you can display it you have to do that again on the left hand side and pass the username through passing. And so what you've done is essentially it I mean just about every component knows the username now. So it's essentially global information. Right? And you've had to do all this work where the left content pane, the semantics of it are as a UI layout component are very agnostic to what is displayed inside of it, right? Notice that that meaning has not changed, even though you move something from the right to the left, right? That, that, that is a con, it's a container. But you've had to change the arguments. You couldn't just, in theory, you could have, but in this situation, you couldn't just copy-paste that component, you know, cut it out of the right-hand side and put it into the left-hand. You can't just do that. Because you also had to do all the threading. All of that threading. And this happens a lot in UI. And it's not just because, you know, your designer got it wrong at first. It's you don't know what the good design is going to look like until you do it. And you test it and you show a user. And there's no rational model of, like, this belongs here because that's what it means. If you've got one, then the rational model will have to change because it's just wrong. You did an experiment, you made a prototype, you showed it to the users, and it wasn't good enough. It wasn't getting the 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 users, you know, user experience, the users, uh, 
behavior was not, it wasn't giving the right behavior from the user. Okay, so the solution to this problem is that you want the components to be able to get that essentially global information on their own without having to thread it through. And so that way you could just copy paste it over, right? You don't have to worry about threading. You don't have to worry about like this, com- this parent, con- this parent component has to know everything inside of it. No, you don't like that. That's not good. That's coupling. You've coupled the whole UI to the structure of the HTML. All the components, like, they care about the HTML. You you do not want that. This is something that I have come to believe after years of working in UI that that is just not good. You want a component to be relatively independent. So you you give those components access to this global information. So you store all the data outside in one spot. It's got to be mutable because the state does change. So you store it all. And I say all. uh, There's caveats to that. You store all of it outside. uh, Let's just be simple for a second. And then you give them selective access. So you could say, okay, this is a name a username component and wherever i put this username component it is going to the contents of that component are going to be the the current user's name and how does it get the current user's name it subscribes to that value in the database okay so now you've decoupled the location of that element from its function Okay, now, in, in theory, if you've got, you know, the CSS could mess things up, so there's complications here. But in theory, you could take this component and just move it around your UI, and none of the components that, are, that it is inside of have to care. Right? There's no data flow issues anymore. Okay. Now, the thing is, because you're getting it from this global place, it could change, right? Because that's where you're storing all your state and state changes. So now it needs to be able to change based on, the, the, the UI needs to change based on what's in that big global store, that database. So this is another problem because you don't want to re-render the whole thing. Like, if you only need to change one or two divs, you just want to change those one or two divs. So you want some kind of locality of the change. And so what what React gives you, what Reframe gives you, is this idea, not of functional programming, but of reactive programming. That this, you should think of it like this component is reacting to changes to the database and always staying current, always giving, always showing the most recent value. Okay, so it's not functional programming in the sense of everything is a pure function on data, right? Because you, you, you couldn't, you, that does not, that's a non-starter with UIs for all the reasons I've explained.
But it gives you something else, which is that you don't have to worry about what is being displayed anymore. Right? It's always the current value. And so I change one area, I change data in one spot, and my UI is up to date. That's a, that's a big promise. And Reframe delivers on that. React should deliver on that too, but there's problems with that uh, in, in, in the way that people actually practice their React. And we can go into that in another, another episode. So this is reactive programming. And it, it borrows a lot of ideas from functional programming. The, the, I, the extra idea is that in addition to the arguments to the function, you know, in a pure function, you just have the only inputs to that function, the only thing that can affect the output value of that function are the arguments. You change the arguments, you can change the output. But if you have the same arguments, you're going to get the same output. Well, this adds inputs. Okay, it adds those subscriptions. It adds this thing that it can react to. So this is changing data. So it's not just arguments, which you could think of as like kind of static, right? These are chain, things that can change. And because the components, you know, if you do it the right way in this functional, in this, sorry, this reactive programming way, reactive UI way, the only output of those functions is UI. It's not like sending AJAX requests. It's not, you know, doing an alert. It's not, you know, you know changing something somewhere else because you don't know when it's going to render. Anytime the database changes, it could re-render. So the only thing it should do is render. And that's what, that's what something like Reframe gives you. And at its best, if you do React in, that, in, the, in this way, it gives you this really nice way of doing UIs. It's not strictly functional programming, it, but it gives, you, it gives you good promises anyway. Promises that you want as a UI designer. Uh, I don't think I could do UIs, uh, complex UIs, in the way that I used to anymore because I got really tired of it. I used to do it with jQuery back in the day, and it would just get really complicated. And a lot of the times I would just wind up re-rendering a big tree because it's too complicated, right? I I know that there's going to be some weird corner cases and stuff. I just let me re-render the whole thing. I don't want it based on the history. I, I know what it needs to be now. Let me just make it that now. And React delivers on that. It does it much better than you can do in jQuery uh, because, it, because of the virtual DOM and everything. Um, but then because you've got these components that can re-render independently, you've also got that locality that if you need it, if you, you could make a table that had... 10 million rows in it, you can't, you can't really render a page that big. It would be too slow. But you only have to render what's visible, right? So you, it gives you this ability to only update the stuff that's visible and, you know, ignore the stuff that's, you know, you got the data for it, but you don't have, you don't want to make the DOM for it. 
So anyway, uh, I'm digressing. I like React. The new Angular view, they're they're pretty much the same. Um, the the issue is how you program in it. Are you programming so that you do only have so so you know it's not functional programming. It's not just arguments and an, and a return value. It's not pure functions. It's arguments and changing input. So like a subscription or you know from re, you know your Redux that it could be your you know if you're doing React with Redux it could be your Redux uh, updates. And then the only output is the the rendering. Okay, so it's it's different, but it's got a lot of the same ideas. You can borrow the same terminology, stuff like that. All right, uh, I am Eric Norman. This has been one of my thoughts. Please find me on Twitter at Eric Norman, or on LinkedIn. Just search for my name and closure if I don't show up first. And uh, I'd love to get in a discussion with you. All right, see you later. Bye.